Roll camera. Mics up. And action. Live from Australia, streaming around the world. Around the world. The most cinematic podcast of your week awaits. This is Bottomless Popcorn with your host, Morgan Brown. Hey everyone, I'm Morgan. This is another episode of Bottomless Popcorn. Uh, today's episode, we have my day one kindergarten uh, desk buddy from primary school, Blake Morley, on uh, to talk to us about his uh, four favorite films. Uh, as I said, we've been friends since kindergarten, so the year 1999, uh, and we've gone to the movies a fair few times in primary school, high school, and beyond, so I'm really looking forward to chatting to Blake and hearing about his top four uh, favourite films. Let's get straight into it. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Blake Morley, and the last movie that I watched for the eighth, eighth time was The Gentleman. Very good. Liked yeah. it? Obviously, if you've watched it. it eight times, yeah, loved it. It's um, yeah, I I left it out of my top four because I thought it probably would have been brought up quite a bit. Um, it hasn't yet. Some other know. Guy Ritchie movies have, but uh, not the gentleman yet. Yeah, oh, snatches well, we, come we, up, but not we can talk about it. We can talk about it if you want. It's good. I'm glad you liked it because I uh, love that movie. I feel like not many people yeah. saw it, and it, I think it might be a bit like Snatch and Lockstock, where people kind of find it a bit later and it's definitely going to have a bit of a following which is cool to see yeah and that um huh. they released that there's a song on spotify that box of the bush bugs oh really and yeah it's on spotify it's like it made my um spotify rap last year I listened to it so much. <laughs> very <laughs> good i, I didn't know that that's cool know, yeah i embarrassingly know most of the words to it now so. <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah that's sick so, yeah um so blake you and i uh know each other since the very first day of primary school all the way back in the year 1999. Yeah. I um I remember, I actually remember turning up. We got there heaps early. We, like you were in Warrabrook, obviously, but we were only up on Maud Street. And yeah. yeah, we got there early. And like, I think, yeah, we were there for, we were there first, but I remember looking at your name tag and yeah, we were waiting for like 20 minutes for you. And then, yeah, yeah that was in it. came and then, this crying, crying little boy that didn't <laughs> want to be there. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, we were sort of like best mates for from from kindy. So yeah, that no, was yeah, long time ago, twenty two years ago, twenty yeah, twenty three years ago now. Right. I just have this memory of uh, there being pictures on our desk, and the only calming thing I found about being there was that there was a Thomas the Tank Engine picture somewhere in front of you or somewhere yeah. on our desk. Yeah. But apart from that, just crying and crying and crying. <laughs> yeah, well, we um. Yeah, I think your house was the first, well, the first friend's house that I went to for the afternoon. And yeah. I remember um, I remember it was either that year or the year after that you had all, like, the Disney plush toys. Oh, and, uh, yeah, I would have had, like, the yeah. um, little wooden train set and stuff as well, hey. Yeah, but I think you had I think you had one from A Bug's Life, maybe. Right. I think you had one of the ones from A Bug's Life, and I was jealous. And I took it. I took it home under my shirt. <laughs> and I took it. I took it under my shirt to the car, and then I put it in the glove box. And I got in so much trouble when I got home and pulled it out. And Mum's like, "Don't you, don't you realise that Morgan's dad's a detective? You're going to get in so much trouble." And I was like, "I'm sorry. I'll take it back tomorrow." And he was actually there the next. He was there the next day, and I like gave it to you. Yeah. without like trying to hide it from dogs. <laughs> well, it shows how much I must have liked it because I don't even remember <laughs> Yeah, I think I gave it back to you and you were like, oh, 
thanks. It's like, yeah, sure. I'm so sorry I took it. You know, I don't really care. Yeah, sounds but. about right. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously since uh, all the way going through school, there's heaps of times where we've gone to mi- the movies together as like a family. And yeah. then it's also probably worth mentioning that we have two sisters that are the same age that have the exact same experience of being desk buddies on day one of uh, kindergarten as well. So yeah. they've also come through the same experience. So the families have kind of stayed uh, pretty close all the way through, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose you could say small world, but there was only a class of 20 at Corpus yeah. Christi. So it's like a one in 10 chance of that happening. So exactly. Yeah. Not that small world, but yeah. And they're still pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good mates. Exactly. I think not that I talk to my sister about your sister <laughs> that much, but um, I think they're still pretty good, still pretty good friends. So yeah. yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, long time. All right, so uh, we've we've gone to the movies a fair bit together as well as we've uh, mm-hmm. grown up, and we're going to yeah. go again today. But I mean, we're probably going to make a pit stop at the candy bar first. So what uh, what snacks are you going to grab on the way into the movies? Well, I'm not one that's massive on snacks, but when I do, I get like the jumbo size Raspberry Fanta, like fire, <laughs> fire engine. Yep, jumbo size fire engine. Um. I normally leave the popcorn to you. You're mm-hmm. normally the one who gets the popcorn and we just scab off you throughout the movie. Um, yeah. So probably a packet of Skittles and probably Maltesers as well. Nice. And I'll probably only eat a little bit of both and <laughs> leave, leave the half-eaten packet in the movies. Yeah. Bit of a waste. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll tell you what I've learned by doing this so far is that I just need to buy one size smaller in popcorn because everyone seems to think that they don't need to buy one because I won't finish yeah. whatever box I get. Yeah, that's right. So if I've learned anything out of doing this, it's that so far. Uh-huh. Um, if you're going to the movies, um, are you like the cinema you're going into? Are you going for like the big screen? Are you going for a recliner seat? What are you doing? Are you going to Golden Age? Uh, are you going to get some I'm food going, drink brought into you? Yeah, I don't mind the Titan at, at Reading. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, no, nah, it's, and yeah, I wasn't so much into like the sound engineering side of the, the movie setup, but ever since you pointed out, you know where all the sweet spots are at Reading. So yeah, sort of sitting middle, halfway between middle and back yeah. is the place to be. Dead center. It is. Um, yeah, it actually does make a bit of a difference. Nice. And yeah, it, yeah, and that's probably the thing about lockdown like i'm watching a lot of movies at home and i don't go to the movies a lot like i only really go when you invite me but it does yeah take away like all these movies are getting like put straight onto like the streaming services and it takes away from the experience a little bit rather than actually going to the movies and yeah getting experiencing it that way yeah 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 um yeah sorry go on oh yeah no i was just gonna touch back on yeah you and i have seen all movies you know with families like we were just talking before about yeah going to see harry potter i think we were like one of the first screenings and we got sat up the front like second or third row and it was like you pauline ashley me mum and liv and yeah yeah they were like playing quidditch and doing duels up the front <laughs> and yeah we got we went all went up and i think that was the closest i'd ever been to the to the screen before and we all went up and touching the screen afterwards i don't know yeah. why we got such a kick out of that but <laughs> it was a thing yeah <laughs> but it was it was a thing yeah um yeah but yeah age, ages ago and more recently going with you and slay and yeah um, luke sometimes sometimes but not very often goots yeah and 
Yeah. We went and saw Godzilla. That's right. That was an absolute flop. You dropped it, uh, but... Well, we, A Quiet Place 2, I think, was the last thing we yeah, worked out we saw. Yeah, that was the most recent one. Yep. Yeah, um, which was cool. It was nice to go once more, I guess, yeah. before everything shut down. So that was nice. Yeah. I think um, that was the, uh, that's the first time I've ever been to see a sequel without it seeing the, the first one. <laughs> yeah, and it was still, it was still, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, it's a no. yeah, really good movie. I've actually watched it again since. Yeah, no. so have you seen the first one yet? I have not seen the first one. Oh, right. <laughs> but I watched, I watched the second one again and it was, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, nice. Um, do you remember the first movie you ever saw at the movies as a kid? Um, I was listening to your um podcast this week's episode, this week's podcast, and they asked this, they asked him this question, and he said a bug's life. But I genuinely, genuine, it would. I think the first movie I ever saw, I can't remember if it was at the movies, but I think the first movie I ever saw was Lion King. I think sure. it's like most kids, the first movie you ever see is a Disney movie. Yeah, um, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty. I'm pretty certain it was The Lion King, um, but most of my experience was going to the movies as a kid with my um, with my grandma, and mm. she lived at Jesmond. And I don't know if you ever went to the cinema. At oh, the little Garden. Regal one. The yeah, Regal. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Regal. Yeah, we used to walk up to the Regal, and I think most of those movies that were being shown there had sort of either they didn't show a lot of brand new releases, like the ones that get released at the big movies that. Um, yeah, I remember going with her to see a few. Um, I can't, I can't remember um, the ones I saw, but um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of fond memories growing up, going to see the movies with Nan, going to the movies with Nan, and Nan was very um, like would let us do what we want. I remember I was, I would have been seven, and she, we went down to like Blockbuster and got mm-hmm. Team America, and I watched Team <laughs> America seven years, old, seven years old at Nan's house. Yeah, and she was like, "Don't tell your mother." But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I distinctly remember the uh, Kim Jong Il wheelbarrow yes. scene. <laughs> seven years old. Yeah. I was saying to yeah. I did an episode of this the other day with someone, and I was saying like, I remember you just knew about those movies and wanted to see them, and you definitely would have, and you probably still found it funny. But I look back on them and think the amount of things that are in that that still just would have went over my head that I wouldn't. Yeah. Have understood like I, sure. I saw super bad at the movies and i wasn't 15 i remember we got like snuck in or we bought tickets to a different movie and hopped across or something like that but yeah. i just remember going why did you do it? like there's no chance i laughed at every joke in that because there's no chance i understood yeah. half the stuff they were talking about like yeah definitely like you definitely get a you definitely get a new like the more you mature i think you get a new appreciation not even just the movies but like for TV shows, like The Simpsons. Yeah. Like The Simpsons, so many, like I love The Simpsons growing up, but um, so many of those jokes just go over your head yeah. and you watch it back and watch it back now and you're like, this show is like so funny and well-written. Yeah. Um, but you just don't understand when you're younger and you're the same for movies as well. Exactly. Um, what's a movie that you remember more for the experience of seeing it rather than, or you remember that the experience more than the actual movie? Experience more than the actual movie. Um, probably, the, probably Insidious. Insidious is probably oh. because, it, because it was such like I'm not a uh, I'm not a scary movie. Like I'm not really like I've watched that many scary movies now that I'm not that like I sort of expect what's coming. But I remember remember being at Brunker Road, living with Goose and Slay, and we watched Insidious and. Um, don't say don't 
so much remember the movie, but I remember screaming on the lounge. I remember like with all of us like cuddling a cushion not together, <laughs> but separately, but yeah. separately and just being, and yeah, it just, it just had, that movie had a different way of scaring you. Like it wasn't so much jumpy moments, but they really built up certain moments. And even that, like have you, you've seen Insidious? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So like that song Tiptoe Through the Tulip. I play that around Goose and still sets him off. Yeah, it still sets him off. The hair's on the back of his neck stand up and yeah, he, he hates it. I think that's the sign of a a good well, horror is when just the sound of a song from that movie can get a reaction out of you even, you know, ten years later after it's been released. It's, yeah. I think that's the the hallmark of a good yeah. scary movie. Very good. Sure. Um, well, I know. I think I remember in like primary school and high school, you kind of been a bit of a a reader. But how do you like films based on books, stuff like that? I know Harry Potter was one, but do you often read the books before you see the film, or is it just I, do you go visit them maybe after? Or I'm more more now lately. I don't read so much, um, but obviously, like I read all the Harry Potters growing up. Um, the last, the last. I actually read Gone Girl before I went okay. and saw it. It was in the movies and I was going to go and see it. And my girlfriend at the time had read the book and she was like, and she'd seen the movie and she was like, don't go and see the movie until you've read the book. And it's a long ass book. And um, so I read the book and yeah, then went and saw the movie. And I think that movie was really well done, but um, it can go either way. I think reading the book, Obviously, before seeing the movie, like you can either develop an appreciation for the movie because you've already seen the book and it was really well done, or they may miss out a few crucial parts that you maybe have, you know, a strong opinion or you vouch for certain scenes that they've left out and it can sort of ruin the experience for you. But um, Gone Girl and Girl on a Train. I read Girl on a Train. Yeah. Um, read Girl on a Train before I went and saw the movie. Um, and I actually think the book was done better in that instance. Okay. It was good. It was it was a good movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I think the book was done better. Yeah. All right. The uh, first trailer is coming on now, which is your fourth uh-huh. favorite film, and it is yeah. Crazy Stupid Love. You're late. Yeah. Sorry. Sapporos. No, thanks. Let me ask you a question, ah. Kyle. How much money you got today for clothes? Um. How's what happened to your feet? What do you mean? These are my 407s. Oh, they're 407s. Can I see them? Yeah. These offer a lot of support. Right. Whoa, come on! What are you, in a fraternity? Are you insane? Are you in a fraternity? You could have hit somebody. Are what you? was that? I'm asking you a question. You in a fraternity? No. Are you Steve Jobs? What? Hold on a second. Are you the billionaire owner of Apple computers? No. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, you got no right to wear New Balance sneakers ever. Come on. Mm, oh. All right. One of the best parts about being a guy your age, and frankly, there aren't many, so you should really take full advantage of it, uh-huh. is that you can rebuild your entire wardrobe with like 16 items. Credit card. I, well, speaking of you, I had, there was probably about seven or eight movies that I could have that I had to sort of pick between. And I'm all, I picked this one just for a bit of 
variety rather than just going, I, I noticed that through my list, there were a lot of the same kind of movies. Yeah. Um, and I don't mind a, I don't mind a rom-com and I love, I love Ryan Gosling and everyone loves Steve Carell. Um, so just having those two in the movie makes, makes for a, makes for a good time. Um, but I don't know. It's just a, it's just a good storyline. It's a bit unrealistic. You know, the, the sad recently divorced man meets the hotshot, um, bachelor who's got taken a new girl home every night and he takes him under his wing. But I don't know. It's just a, good story and did you see that, long that it was. kind of twist coming did you think when you watched no, it the first absolutely, time absolutely absolutely not um yeah no it wasn't until because they kept it under wraps that they even had a had a um had a third child yes um but it, it makes sense um when he yeah when she walked they're like oh yeah just waiting on the on the third on the eldest, yeah. eldest child to turn up and which is like, they affectionately call her nana but to everyone else yeah. in the movie she's called hannah um yeah which I think is how yeah. that's covered through most yeah. of the text Hannah, when they talk Hannah, about it. Hannah Banana. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it makes sense why they were married for so long because, you know, they got, she got knocked up at 17 and, and they had a kid. Um, but yeah, that scene where <laughs> everyone just comes together, the babysitter comes in yeah. with the father who's his best mate and they all just start punching on. Yeah, and then David yeah. Lindhagen shows up as well. Yeah, David Lindhagen, <laughs> Lindhagen, yeah. yes. tur- turns up with the uh, turns up with the cardigan. He's like, "You yeah. left this on my, uh, <laughs> you left this in my bedroom." He's like, "Who are it's you?" Fun. I'm David Lind, David Lindhagen. Oh, that's right. You've caused my friend a lot of pain over the past, yeah, over uh, the past four weeks. <laughs> Starts bashing him. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, it's, yeah, I don't mind the rom coms, and that's probably the you know it's probably my favorite one. It's just. Yeah, good laugh. Um, yeah. a lot a lot of things you don't see coming. Yeah. Um and yeah, and the the dirty dancing scene in the middle when mm-hmm. him and Emma Stone are in the thing in the in the room and that's his big move. Yep. I think a lot of people can get around that. If you can get around <laughs> dirty dancing, you can get around this movie. So yeah, it's just got it's just it's got cool. a lot going for it. It is. I it's pretty nice. I, I I I remember seeing this one at the movies and um kind of enjoying it, I think, a bit more than I expected to. Um, I did look up a little bit of trivia about this one for you as well, which uh, some of the stuff I thought you might find uh, cool about it. But uh, apparently the film really struggled to get a title. And even the one they have, Crazy Stupid Love, is not one that a lot of the filmmakers are thrilled about. So during the shooting of the movie, they they ran a competition that involved all the crew and offered if anyone could come up with a better title, they'd win an iPad. At the time the movie came out in twenty eleven, iPads were the craze. So I was going to say like that a good prize. would have been a mad prize. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling would go on to play a couple in two other movies following this one. They played a couple in the movie Gangster Squad, and then in La La Land. Yeah. Uh, and then this one I thought you would find very funny. Steve Carell put an Easter egg in the film. Uh, on Emily, so his partner in the film, Emily Weaver's desk. So on her desk, she has a little nameplate that says her her name and title. So it reads Emily Weaver, uh, associate to the vice president. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> instead of assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> um, oh, that's good. Which I thought I did not notice, but that's that's quite funny that I think they've snuck that's, that in there. Yeah, I think you've got to be pretty eagle-eyed to pick up something like that um, exactly and obviously yeah relate it back to the office um yeah, yeah. quite clever 
I'll jump yeah. on. I'll move through a couple more questions now. Uh, what yeah, film has the best soundtrack and the best score? My favorite soundtrack was probably Black Panther. Um, yeah, very much into into Kendrick. rap and got love Kendrick Lamar. Um, there's just so many good features on that album. Um, mm-hmm. It's got like a real tribal sort of feel to it as well. Um, yeah, like Khalid. I love Vince Staples who features on one of the tracks. J-Rock, yeah, Kendrick. Um, it's just got like a real all-star cast to it. And a lot of those songs made like some of the like top the charts at the time. Um, yeah. And it was obviously such a big movie, especially, you know, for, you know, black rights and all that sort of thing at the time. Um, yeah. Yeah. In that sort of snapshot in time, it was sort of perfectly timed, I reckon, for that to come out. And yeah, I, yeah, I still, you know, those songs, are, I still listen to those songs quite regularly. And then what about yeah, and, for and the score? I think Star Wars. Star yeah. Wars is okay. probably, it's just, yeah, it's so iconic. Like, yeah, you'd um, hear it and you'd pretty easily identify yeah, where it's from. Straight away, even if you don't watch Star Wars, you know that Star Wars. Um, yeah. Harry Potter, like, obviously, that's an iconic sound as well. Um, yeah. But I think. Yeah, both uh, are made by the same person too, so it's kind of funny that you, yeah. you say those two as yeah. well. They're both John Williams scores. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you think is the best looking film? So that can be how it's shot, looks amazing, like all the camera moves, stuff like that. And then you could also take it as everything within the frame is amazing, the costumes, the locations, all that kind of stuff. Well, few. I think Mad Max was done like costume wise. Yeah, very well, very well done. I think. I developed a new appreciation for the Lord of the Rings now that I've watched them. Like you watch them back on DVD and there you realize how far we've come in terms of production and um, Mm. yeah, just how well they shoot a movie. Um, But yeah, sort of since they've been remastered um, on Blu-ray and put onto streaming services. um, Yeah. Just, you know, being shot in New Zealand, every part of that country is beautiful anyway, but yeah, I think that was really well done. And one of the movies, we're going to talk about later is we'll, we'll, we'll oh, come back to that one. We'll, we'll I come back to that one, yet. but I think <laughs> I think I think it was um, especially that opening scene was done really well. Um, yeah. So in terms of it, I'd say the most beautiful movie. I'd say probably the Lord of the Rings trilogy is probably the best. Maybe the Revenant. The Revenant was done really yeah. well as well. Um, they're probably the main ones. Anything that's shot in nature, I think even some of the um, even some of the Mission Impossible's like um, mm-hmm. they're done pretty well. Uh, what's the funniest film that you've ever seen? The funniest film I've ever seen. There's heat. There's so many, but um, oh, I think there's different kinds of humor. But because I watched, I'd like sorry to come back to the gentleman, but yeah, um, I come back to the gentleman just because the first time I watched it, it was with um, my housemate Tom, and we're sort of into the British British comedy because we both have a similar sense of humor, and we can still quote that movie even just in day-to-day things like um, we can bring up a quote and we'll just piss ourselves. Like, I yeah. think that's why I find um, that movie so funny. It's not just about how you react to a movie, but sometimes it's about the people that you experience it with that yeah. can sort of enrich that for you and sort of drag that experience out just forever, really. Like, if yeah. Yeah, you can, we'll, I'd say we'll, we'll be quoting that movie for a long time. Um, sure. I'd say that's probably it. The Gentleman's probably my, nice. the funniest movie I've seen. Um, opposite end, what's the saddest film you've ever seen? Saddest film I've ever seen. I, ever since ever since I watched, I never watched Marley and Me until about yes. probably six months ago. Yeah. And ever since I watched Marley and Me, I don't know what it's like. I cried in that movie. 
um, yep. especially having a having a similar kind of dog. Um, that movie, yeah, hit me hard. And I don't know, ever since I've watched that, I am just kind of the biggest bitch when I watch certain <laughs> films, certain scenes that really should not make me emotional. It's just making me emotional. Um, yeah, I think I've cried. Like since then, I've like teared up. To, I teared up when Dumbledore died in Harry Potter. <laughs> I didn't the first time, but I've rewatched it recently. And yeah, teared up when Dumbledore passed away. And yeah, so probably Marley and me, I'd say, would be the uh, be the saddest. They really build you up in that one. You sort of get attached to that dog and that family, and yeah, then snatched away from you at the end and stuff. Sure. Um, we kind of touched on this one earlier, I think, so it might be the answer. But the scariest film you've ever seen is it yeah, Insidious? It, it, yeah, yeah, I'd say it would be. I'd say it would be Insidious. Um, and it's only the first one. I think they ruined it. Well, not ruined it, but. The, the, the sequels didn't do it justice. And I think sure. the more they bring out, the worse they get. Um, yeah. yeah. Insidious, the first one, it was like a different kind of, it was a type of scary that I hadn't really seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they do so well with the music. Um, you know, in certain scenes, especially that tiptoe through the tulips. And yeah, they, they even trick you into thinking something scary is going to happen and then it doesn't. And then yeah. you sort of relax, and then it hits you. And it hits you, yeah. Um, yeah, it hits you. So, yeah, um, uh, yeah Insidious for me would okay. be easily the scariest movie I've ever seen. Sure. Well, uh, let's jump on to your second trailer, so your third favourite yeah. uh, film, and this is mm-hmm. uh, Green Book. Dear Dolores, D-E-A-R, this is an animal. As I'm writing this letter, I'm eating potato chips, and I'm starting to get thirsty. And you know this is pathetic, right? Tell me what you're trying to say. I don't know. Yeah, I'll miss her. Then say that. But do it in a manner that no one else has ever done it before. Something like, uh, put this down. Falling in love with you was the easiest thing I've ever done. Nothing matters to me but you. And every day I'm alive, I'm aware of this. I loved you the day I met you. I love you today. And I will love you the rest of my life. So can I put a P.S. kiss the kids? A P.S.? Yeah, like at the end. That's like clinging a cowbell at the end of Shostakovich's seventh. Right. That's good. It's perfect, Tony. Yeah, I actually watched the Green Book recently, um, which is probably one of the main reasons that it got in, just being familiar with having seen it recently. But it's just a, yeah, for anyone who hasn't seen it, um, it's just a great film about two, two completely different cultures coming together, one being a bit prejudiced towards the other. And yeah, through the through their journey traveling down south in a very racist southern america um he sort of yeah realizes that maybe his prejudices are wrong and they learn a bit from each other sure you know this yeah this this you know renowned pianist um actually takes quite a bit from you know the italian bouncer from um from new york so yeah, that's just a 
really written movie. Um, also very very well done in how it was shot. Um, you sort of develop an affection for the characters. Um, and I actually didn't realise for the first ten minutes that I, when I first saw it, that it was Aragorn who was playing yes, the from Lord yeah, of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, he's just <laughs> aged so terribly. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> or whether he's aged terribly or it's just very good makeup. Um, but yeah, just had no idea, and he plays such a yeah. good, such a good character. Um, in that film. Was was this one you saw at the movies, or this was one you saw for the first time? Yeah, home? I saw it. No, I, I saw it at the movies. Um, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've probably seen it probably maybe five 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 times. For me to go back to a movie, I've, you have to really I've gotta, like it. Yeah, I've yeah. got to really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this this one ended up winning a, a fair few awards too. I'm pretty sure it won best um, picture the year yeah. it was nominated yep. uh, in for the in the Oscars, which is mm-hmm. kind of really cool sure to it see. Was, it was up against some stiff competition. Was that the same year as Spotlight? Uh, was- no, because I think Spotlight won the year it was up. But this was up against yeah. things like Black Panther uh, okay. and um, uh, Moon, not Moonlight. There's another really good film I can't think of. I'll think of it once we're done now. I'm sorry, but I can't think of it. But it was another Just edit really it back one. in, mate. Yeah. Um, but no, it was uh, another film that uh, this one, I don't know. Did you ever see Hidden Figures? I did not. No. Yeah, and I know you guys were talking yeah. about it a lot the other day. Matt, um, well, not the other day for you, but the other day for me when I listened to that podcast. Um, yeah. I think that's, yeah, I haven't seen it in figures. But the good thing about listening to your podcast is a lot of people are bringing up these awesome movies that I haven't, haven't seen, seen and, and want to check out them. Yeah, I'm yeah. just noting them down on my phone. As I need to see that. I need to see, yeah. that. I need to see if it's on Netflix. Um, I think the fact that you enjoyed this one, I think definitely add hidden figures to that list because it's a, it's kind of a similar. Was it? No, not, it's um, not heaps similar, but just it, it's kind of themes uh, maybe uh, and, and the struggles and it's a true story and it's, it's, it's really it has a nice ending and you know things things uh, some horrible things happen to like african-american people but it's nice to see that kind of be overcome of, um, even in films and stuff you're not thinking of three billboards outside ebbing Ebbing, missouri was that that year uh maybe it might have been might have been i yeah. think that was around either that year the year before or the year up. might have been the year after. I think it's 2017, and but this is 2018, so it might be the year before actually. Okay. Um, there's a the scene in this about the pizza. Did you see this one about the unsliced pizza? Yeah. Well, they did weren't actually going to include that in the movie, yes. were they? And then um, they weren't, and it was something had... that uh, like he, he spoke to the family. Viggo <clears throat> once spoke to the family about it, and it was something he found out, and he he was kind of asking yeah. the whole time they were shooting if this is something we could include, and they're a bit like, I don't. I don't, I don't think, think that's so. A good no. Idea. Yeah. And then they and all then pissed they... themselves when they filmed it, and they were like, "Yeah, let's keep it in." Yep. Yeah. Same <laughs> so as that's um, a really actually, cool story. He actually cast um, Tony Vallelonga. Actually, cast uh, a cast got a couple of his family members to um, in there. Is um, some of the like the grandpa was actually yeah. his relative. Some of his relatives yeah, were actually nice. in there, and and Vigo didn't actually know until like a month into like the tour. Yeah, that nice. they were his actual like that it that they were old mates' relatives. So yeah, yeah. So I thought I might That's try really and trivia cool. you. Yeah, you have there. <laughs> yeah. The um, awesome. the film is made by it's directed by Peter Farrelly, 
who until this movie had always directed as a pair with his brother Bobby and directed some of the greatest comedies of all time. So I was quite shocked to find out that he was the director of this when it first came out back in 2018. But before this, he did films like Stuck on You, Something About Mary. Um, right. What else? Hall Pass, you know, like those kind of films yeah. were the films they were doing before this. And then yep. to see him come out with a film like this was kind of crazy, you know, like really hardcore comedies and then come out with yep. such a really deep drama was, was, was cool to see, I thought. But yeah. So, and to win awards. Yeah, he absolutely. Some pretty big awards in his first film solo yeah. is a pretty decent effort. Yeah. I'll um, move on again. Do you, I guess we we're kind of just talking about that then, but films that win awards, get nominations, things like that, critically acclaimed movies, do you take much notice of that? Does that influence your decision in a film you will or won't see? I think yeah, it does a little bit. I'm not actively monitoring who's up for Oscars because a lot like a lot of the time they haven't come out yet like they've sort mm-hmm. of just featured yeah they have like so a little bit I do take I do take notice when films win a lot of awards and um, I have in the past watched a movie based on like the three billboards outside of Ebbing Missouri I watched that because it won a few awards um, yeah I think Frances McDormand won best actress for that and I was like I've got to see it and it, it, it did it like they should have won awards on that movie it was it was fantastic um yeah that's that's one i can think of um i watched it because it it was up for a lot of awards um but yeah like you know the green book fantastic film it won a heap of awards um yeah yeah, i can't really think of too many others that i've watched purely because they've won awards um yeah like i still haven't seen avatar and it it was oh, you're kidding! I haven't seen Avatar. No. Yeah, right. I don't know. You're probably alright with that one, to be honest. It's alright. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just wait till the know. sequels come out and start with the second one again. You'll be alright. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go. Um, what's a movie you can't believe that you still haven't seen? <laughs> Avatar. Um, Avatar. Yeah. No, probably White Chicks. Oh, really? White Chicks is the movie that I have not seen. For a lot of people, the funniest movie they've ever seen. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a few cult classics that, yeah, that's probably the thing I'm worse for. Is like there'll be like cult classic movies, then I just will not ta- make the effort to go and see them for a long time. Yeah. I think I like Mean Girls. I didn't see Mean Girls until like a year ago. Um, okay. Yeah, that's probably the yeah one that nice. a lot of a lot of like 95 percent of the population have probably seen White Chicks. But yeah, I'm in the minority. Yeah. What's a movie you loved? Uh, you've come to rewatch it, and when you've rewatched it, you've actually kind of had an opinion change on it. It's not as it's not as loved as you remember it being the first time you saw it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, don't know if I loved it the first time I saw it, but World War Z, I watched that mm-hmm. and thought it was fantastic, and then went to watch it again and didn't enjoy it as much. Um, okay. Good luck, Chuck. Another yep. one. A lot of people love that movie. I watched it the first time. Thought it was hilarious. I think I watched it with Slay, with Jordan Slay, actually. Yeah. And yeah, came to watch it the second time, and I was like, "This isn't that funny." What um, what movie surprised you the most? You went in kind of not really expecting much, but come out really glad you'd actually seen it in the end. I think Kingsman, the first Kingsman movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the first Kingsman movie. Um. I don't know. It just seemed watching the trailer. Um, it just seemed a bit too unrealistic. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like, good storyline, but a bit, even the storyline was a bit like, a bit too Hollywood. Sure. Like, and then, then yeah, I watched it and it was great. And the second one was even better. I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, just, yeah, both those movies are fantastic. And also Skyfall. That was the first James Bond yeah. movie I ever watched. I was real, yeah. very, just didn't really expect not much, really but... into James. Yeah, but it yeah. was, yeah, the soundtrack for that movie was great as well. Um, and yeah, really well shot, especially like some of those final scenes out in like the paddock. Um, yeah, at night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just a really well done movie. And I definitely developed uh, an appreciation for Daniel Craig as well. Yeah. Um, I, after um... that movie. I saw a video on YouTube the other day that was like just one that just attacks a movie on every level and just like picks uh-huh. it apart. <clears throat> uh-huh. And it was its argument was that um, Javier uh, Bardem's character was the greatest Bond villain of all time because of his preparation. And it uh-huh. was because of the scene where he escapes down through the London underground. Oh, yeah. His timing had to be so uh on point to account for the train to run late for james bond to end up there when the train crashes down through the tunnel like that was their whole point was that like right <laughs> the london underground probably... doesn't run on time so that the fact that <laughs> oh, he like right, okay. <laughs> the fact okay. that he timed it out for that that's to happen a, that's, was a fair, that's a fair perfect. point yeah do yeah. it count for the natural era of, of yeah. london underground yep um which i thought was quite funny uh yeah. what i'll uh what's a movie you've seen you really enjoyed it but just seeing it the once was enough. There's no, you don't feel like there's a need to come back and see this one again. I feel like I'm sticking with a lot of Brad Pitt movies, but Fury. Okay. Yep. Movie the, that, uh, yep. Yeah. I watched that and loved it. Um, hey, mate. And thought it was really well, really well done. Great storyline. And I love war movies. Yeah. Um, and I actually went back to watch it again, got about 10 minutes in it, and um, thought if I keep watching this, I think it's going to ruin it for me. Yeah, I turned okay. it off and haven't watched yep. it again. Um, nice. Yeah, I'd say Fury for me. All right. Uh, I'll move on now to your final trailer. This is an final trailer? One. I've got yep. two more, don't I? You've got one more trailer and then you've got a main feature. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Yes. okay. Yeah, this movie's great. Uh, so your final trailer is Dodgeball. White Goodman is my favorite character from any movie ever yep. made. I'm not sure if that's a question you're going to ask me later, but um... it is. So I'm glad you answered it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah, just so many classic one-liners, such a good cast. Um, it's, yeah, and everyone loves an underdog story. Um, yeah, just so well written. Like Jason Bateman plays like a little cameo role at the end. Yep, um, as a commentator. And just, and just kills it, yeah, with some really, really good one-liners as well. And he's just playing like a character that, yeah, you wouldn't expect him to be able to pull off so well. Do yeah. what what kind of in this what kind of sticks out to you as maybe the funniest moment of the film? Oh, there's so many good ones. Like I love when they introduce old love France Dalinaskovich. That he comes out and she's like got the roughest head <laughs> I've ever seen. Probably when my favorite scene probably on the porch turns up um, in the full white tracksuit, pumps yeah. himself up. Um, Gets there and Vince Vaughn punches him in the nose and yeah, that's that's probably my favourite scene from the whole. It's all it's all great. It's it's just it everything is. about it is, is fantastic. It's it's a movie that you could take like when they say it like that episode in the office when they said what are five movies that you could take to a deserted island and watch for the rest of your life. Dodgeball is top of the list. I sure. will never ever get sick of that movie. Tire of it. Yeah, yeah. Ben Stiller. Any any Ben Stiller movie is great, but yeah. that movie is just a really iconic. Yeah. Iconic movie. There's a bit of trivia on this one that I thought was pretty cool and that you'd enjoy as well, which is the so all the dodgeball stuff was kind of saved till last, uh, and all the actors were really looking forward to it because they really thought it would be fun uh, until yeah. they started playing and they realized how much it actually hurts if you're getting a ball pegged uh-huh. at your face. <laughs> so they quickly got over it and wished it had been the exact opposite. Uh, yep. Ben Stiller broke three cameras consecutively uh, trying to get the exact same shot. He just kept throwing it too close to the camera, hitting it and destroying it. Which uh, What scene was that for? I'm not, you know it must be the for? final game, I would have imagined. Um, Maybe when he's throwing it, they're standing in the, in the triangle for the um, sudden death and he throws it and it's that scene where the, the ball's coming at the camera and at the last second he leans away. Maybe it's that one. Maybe, but it Maybe. also said something about how he, his, so his wife is on the other team. Christine Taylor is Ben Stiller's wife in real life. Right. I'm pretty sure in the grand, in the final game, he throws her, hits her, and eliminates her from the game. Yeah. But there's a, and then hits her again. Yes. But there's a yeah, piece there where he, it talks about how he pegged it in her face. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> sounds a bit like, oh, geez. I had, no uh, idea. And, I had no idea that, well, I do now, but like, it didn't even click to me. I think it's just a movie that you watch and don't take much notice of. But you know Vince Vaughn's in it. You know Ben Stiller's in it. Um, yes. But you don't really take too much notice of. You just sort of enjoy the story. You don't really yeah. take too much notice of who else is in it. But yeah, there you go. Yeah, there's. Um, I don't think you would have ever listened to any of these, but the DVD release of this has an audio commentary track on it with Ben Stiller, uh, Vince Vaughn, and I think the director. And that is just them talking over the film or a commentary track is them talking over the film about how they made it or fun stories from them making it and stuff like that. Uh, but about, I think it's like 20-ish minutes into the track, they just start having a fight, like a really... Like like an in-depth, like realistic <laughs> yeah. argument. And they just walk out of the recording. <laughs> and then, yeah, right. Uh, awesome. They um, <laughs> So it turns out to be fake. <laughs> Oh, but, right. uh, <laughs> but what happens is an audio engineer walks in and 
decides what to do and so he just gets another movie's audio commentary track and pastes it over the top so it only <laughs> goes for about 20 minutes and then the audio commentary track from there's something about mary starts playing over it instead. oh right <laughs> um which i thought was a bit random but quite funny as well well i'll, yeah, um, I'll, have, to, I'll have to give it a watch yes if it, i've got uh, the dvd so i'll have to flick it in have a listen it doesn't go but uh it's i'm pretty sure they just start hurling insults at each other and then it just gets real serious and then i think it was maybe part of a publicity stunt perhaps but it's it's quite funny um i've got a couple more questions before we talk about your main feature who plays uh blake morley in (laughs) the blake morley biopic that's a great question i'd probably have to go my favorite actor is matt mcconaughey um his head's not big enough though yeah probably not (laughs) um Matt McConaughey, yeah, probably Matt, Matt McConaughey um, or um, Charlie Hunnam. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Charlie good. Hunnam and I have a, have a, sim- have a similar coloured hair. That's the only thing I'm really basing that off. Yep. He'd have to probably fix his, fix his accent up a little bit, but yeah, he's, he's well, he does a really good job with the American accent. I had no idea he was British until I watched Gentleman found out yes. he was British. So I'm sure he would be able to pull it off. Um, yeah, probably one of those two, I reckon. Do you have a favourite quote from a movie? I'm imagining you do, and I'm hoping it's from The Gentleman. And I'm hoping it's a very specific line. Is it one of the ones that Charlie Hunnam says? Yes. Is it when he's um, in the unit with... Yes. Um, and he's like, you couldn't lift a wheel of cheese. <laughs> that is exactly the one you I was hoping for. You couldn't lift a wheel of cheese, you couldn't. Or you couldn't back yeah. up a phone, you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's heaps of yeah, that's Yeah, that's probably one of my favourite quotes. It's not even that great a quote, but just in the context of the movie. Scene, yeah. It's... Yeah. Even when Hugh Grant touches the butt, like they're talking about the Wagyu and he's like, oh, yeah. I love a Barbie. Yeah. And then, and then he leaves. He's like, "You stay there. I'll go and get. The, I'll go and get the wagyu." And he's like, "Touches the barbecue." Yeah. He's like, "Oh wow, fuck me!" <laughs> it is quite good. Oh, uh, yes. um, oh, well, even like Tom and I, like when old mate, um, they're up in the apartment, and those teenagers come down, and they're beside the car, and they're like looking like, "Oh, that's mad naughty, bruv." Yeah. <laughs> Me and Tom say yeah. that a lot, like yeah. Yeah, random shit. That's probably one of my <laughs> favourite quotes too. Dodgeball, there's, there's a few quotes in Dodgeball. That's a bold move. That's a bold move, Carton. Let's see if it pays yeah. off for him when he puts the blindfold, <laughs> or when he puts the blindfold on. Yeah, he's not going to be able yeah. to see very well, Carton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are, they are very good. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask your favourite character, but we just went over that just before yep. when you were talking about Dodgeball. Uh, do you have a favourite filmmaker? Like director, if they're making a Quentin, film, it doesn't Quentin really... Tarantino. Quentin yeah. Tarantino, easily. Um, I got, yeah, I went down the rabbit hole last night just watching his. I watched his opening credits on YouTube, a compilation mm-hmm. of all his opening credits. Um, it goes for about forty minutes, and yeah. I was just on on my bed on my phone watching. Um, yeah, just like just love the, the music as well that accompanies a lot of his movies. Every uh, there's not a movie that he's made that I don't like. Reservoir Dogs. Is, yeah. Um, is well, we should probably but, jump into your. Uh number one movie then because yeah, that sure. is Inglorious Bastards you're elder the Apache <laughs> but weren't you heard of us you probably heard we ain't in the prisoner taking business we in the killing Nazi business and cousin business is a booming 
That leaves two ways we can play this out. Either kill you or let you go. Up the road a piece, there's an orchard. Besides you, we know there's another crop patrol fucking around there somewhere. If that patrol were to have any crack shots, that orchard would be a goddamn sniper's delight. So if you ever wanna eat a sauerkraut sandwich again, you gotta show me on this here map where they are. You gotta tell me how many they are, and you gotta tell me what kind of artillery they're carrying with them. They can't expect me to divulge information that would put German lives in danger. Well, now, Werner, that's where you're wrong, because that's exactly what I expect. I need to know about Germans hiding in trees, and you need to tell me. And you need to tell me right now. I respectfully refuse, sir. Actually, Werner, we're all tickled to hear you say that. Quite frankly, watching Donnie beat Nazis to death is as close as we ever get to going to the movies. Donnie! Yeah! Gosh, German here wants to die for country. Oblige him. There's a lot of people's, uh, one of the top four in a lot of people's, um, a lot of people's lists. But I think that's a good um, song. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. So many, um, so many, like it's an all-star cast, like Christoph Waltz is one of my favourite actors as well. Um, and I was astounded by how many languages he's speaking fluently in that he goes French, he speaks English, he speaks German, and then towards the end, he's rattling off Italian. Italian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was quite funny, that scene when, um, yeah, they've got Brad Pitt and um, the other two boys, Gorlami and Dominic De, Dominic De Coco, who's speaks the least amount of Italian out of yes. the three of them. <laughs> but he's picking apart their he's picking apart their Italian accents. He's like, what's your name? He's like Dominic Tococo. Again? Dominic Tococo. Ah, brilliant. <laughs> like two times. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, that's the op- that opening scene um in in the at the dairy farmer's house um is probably my if one of, if not my favourite scene from any movie. Um yeah. Yeah, it's it really draws you in, um, and both characters in that house, the father and and Hans Lander, um, just really play such a good role in that in that scene. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, fantastic. If you haven't seen Inglorious Bastards, you need to see it as soon as That's possible. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you? Is this one you saw at the movies too? It came out in two thousand and nine. Yeah, yeah, I did see this in the movies. Um, yeah. But I remember just being shocked at how much of it wasn't in English, like how much of it is um, yeah, subtitled. Subtitled, uh, subtitled, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. and um, you've really got to have an eagle eye for finding Tarantino in this one. He's the first. He's the first person to get scalped. Yes, that's obviously the trademark. Yeah, that's, that's the trademark of um, a Tarantino movie. Is he plays a very small cameo in every single one of them, and you've really got to. We're keeping yes. an eye out to find him in this one, but yeah, he's the first one to have his scalp. How taken. did you feel about him in Django and specifically his accent? Yeah, I didn't like it. I think, <laughs> I mean, you, you expect him to be in there now, but you watch a lot of them and he's probably like, just in it. Yeah. Yeah. But he loves himself. I don't know if you've listened to his podcast with Joe Rogan. I haven't he, seen it yet. You, you should listen to his podcast with Joe Rogan. Yeah. He is 
very different bit of gear. His own ass. He's yeah. up his own ass, and I don't think he knows that he's up his own ass. Like he's, he seems to me like the kind of guy that whatever you've done, I've already done it. Yeah. Like I've, they were talking about some comedian, and he's like, "Yeah, when did you get into him?" And Joe's like, "Oh, like Joe's obviously very big on the comedy scene." He's like, oh, yeah, I got into him around this time. And Quentin's like, ah, I was into him 12 months earlier than that. You were way too late. And yeah. I was like, okay, man, no worries. Yeah. Um, like but, yeah, Quentin's he's a great, great director. And just his story, I don't know if you know much about his story of how he came to actually get Reservoir Dogs. But just his story of how he started out. And, um, yeah, I think the first, the first movie he ever made, he was – he made it for 30 grand mm-hmm. um, and he was going to, he was just going to put it out there. And um, the bloke he was sort of in partnership with just said, give me a month to sell this to like a big studio. And there they ended up selling it for quite a lot of money. And then he got a few million to make Reservoir Dogs and the rest is history. He's just made yeah. some really iconic movies over the years. And the Inglourious, Inglourious Bastards is top for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Um, have you heard his story about, why the film is titled or the spelling of the title? I haven't. No. So it's Bass Turds, T E R D S. And he got asked about it for the longest time when it was coming out, and he really wouldn't answer it. He's like, "No, it's just an artistic flourish." But there's been a couple of interviews where he's talked about how it's basically just a joke for himself to see that he could get away with it, to see if he could see posters hung up on buildings calling <laughs> Brad Pitt a bastard and, you know, like, Christoph Waltz is a bastard and, like, yeah, right. just a to see if you literally call people a piece of shit on their own poster pretty much, which is <laughs> quite funny. <clears throat> and uh, Christoph Waltz, obviously uh, a German-speaking uh, native, uh, he dubbed his own performance in a lot of the um, dubbed versions of the film that aren't subtitled, which okay. I... I never actually considered that before, but I guess if your main, if your first language isn't English, you probably are the person that dubs yourself into your native. Yeah, it's not going to sound as language. authentic as what you're going to. Yeah, going exactly. To sound. If you're speaking German or French or, yeah, whatever, however many languages you speak. But, yeah, um, which is pretty cool, I thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then apparently he, this was one he worked on for over a decade, like writing, uh, a decade writing it, a year uh-huh. to film it and then finally release it. And this is, as we are just saying, it's one that of his filmography tends to be one that sticks out the most and people really Absolutely. responded to, which is great. Yep. I, uh, yeah. I've got two more bits for you and then we'll be done. They, how, how, how do you go talking about this movie so often with so many people and trying to find new things? To, it's difficult, like, but it's cool because it is a good of notes on this movie. Or, yeah. It's, I don't know, it's kind of... And what's your limit? Like this is what the third time it's been brought up. So what's well, like if, your if it's your favorite movie? I don't know. I can't change it. I don't want to change it because yeah. I've done it before. So I, I don't yep. mind. Um, and I, I suppose it's... everyone offers a new perspective too. Like exactly. Yeah. Regardless of whether you're talking about the same thing, a lot of people offer a different insight into their experience yeah. with the film. And your favorite so. scene or your favorite character from it? You know, it's probably not the same as, or it largely could be, I guess. But it's probably not the same exact reasoning is the next person so i'm always happy yep. to hear about it as well yep. um i've used your top four favorite movies and i've looked mm-hmm. all over the internet to find a one-star review for uh-huh. one of them but yep. i've took out all the references to what movie it actually yeah. is okay. so i'm just going to read you this uh absolute uh slander 
okay. and I'll get you to take a guess at what it is and uh, maybe defend it. Uh, so the title of this review is My Streak is Broken. I Walked Out. I'm 27 years of age, and this is my first walkout. This, uh, this was, if not the worst, certainly one of the worst movies I have ever wasted money on. I actually complained at the theater, and they reimbursed me. Let me begin by saying some of the actors in this are some of the most entertaining actors out there. This movie just did not fit them for one reason or another. It appeared uh, that their hearts just weren't in it. Maybe most of them were just there to pick up the paycheck or just pick up a paycheck in between paychecks. I don't know. They all tried so hard, but no one was likable. What movie was this? Crazy Stupid Love. No. Dodgeball. 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 Because when the only reason I went with um, went with Crazy Stupid Love first is because um, you said all those actors are some of the most entertaining people, and then you said their hearts weren't in it, and I was like, that could fit Crazy Stupid Love, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like how can that? Yeah, I I don't agree with that. Obviously, like hates a good time. Like, this person. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This like must love watching. Like I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know, but yeah, I think Ben Stiller really commits to this character, like almost to the point where it's like over the top how into it he is. And I think Vince Vaughn just plays a classic Vince Vaughn. It's not too much fuss. He just, yeah. you know, he's a real bloke, kind of. Yeah. I, um, yeah. And J- Jason Bateman at the end. Really, I think he really commits to the character, even though he's only on the screen for a short amount of time. Um, and at the end of the day, the, the movie it's a very light-hearted, yes, you know, light-hearted I don't know comedy. Why would take it so serious? To think yeah, about I don't think you depth, need to yeah. take that take that movie so seriously. It's not meant to be taken seriously. It's meant to be just a a laugh for ninety minutes. Um, yeah. yeah, but you can't please everyone. You can't please everyone. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's people out there who hate The Lion King yes. or who hate The Emperor's New Groove, despite that being the best movie <laughs> ever made. <laughs> yes, of course. I know that is your yeah. favorite uh, animated Disney one. Um, yeah, I have one more question for you. Uh, provided we can go, which we now know we can because we're opening up on <laughs> Monday at the time we're recording this, what's uh, a movie you're looking forward to seeing between now and the end of the year up on the big screen? Surely it's... Uh, I haven't... Uh... I haven't been paying a lot of attention to movies that are coming out. Uh, I'll just type in movies. Dune is at the start of December. Oh, yeah. yeah, Spider-Man. You got Free Guy. um, Shang-Chi, the Marvel one. There's a... What else is there? Yeah, not not particularly. June, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing June. Um, Yeah. Maybe even well, Venom two comes out soon, doesn't it? Yes, I think. That's I really like this. One. I really like the first the first Venom. Yeah. Um, and I get I get around yeah all the Marvel movies. Um, yeah. yeah, I like I like Tom Hardy, even though he's apparently a bit of a, a bit of a wank. I would say unless you want to, you know, you're pretty well into the movie, so I'm always happy to hear a recommendation from you and tag along. But mm-hmm. I think Venom 2 will probably be the next one that I will take myself to go and see Dude, without anyone having to ask me to go and see it. But that's it anyway. Thanks so much, man, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for no, talking no to worries. us about your, uh, your four movies. Yeah. Uh, some good ones. 
yeah, no, um, I think it's really cool you're doing this. Um, you know, you got a lot of, you, know, you got a bit of spare time in between your day, yeah, day, yeah, yeah, nine to five job. Well, it's not so much nine to five, but um, you're yeah, the first. Four a.m. Yeah, to one a.m. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> you're the you're the first. You know, first one of person I know, let alone one of my mates, that's actually, you know, gone out and done something like this. And it's I think it's pretty cool that you um are doing something a bit different about something with something that you are obviously very passionate about. And yeah, movies is a great thing to get different perspectives and different experiences and. Yeah. yeah, maybe you maybe you'll even learn a thing a thing or two from people. Well, knows? I absolutely have so far. There's a few yeah. I haven't seen that people have spoken about. There's ones that I didn't think I'd ever watch that I think I'll probably have, you watched, have to come around. Have you watched any yet since that anyone's I have. given you a Yeah. So I did one the other day with someone that said Notting Hill. I'd never seen that. So I watched that yep. for the first time the other day. I really enjoyed that. Um okay. there was another one that I hadn't seen either. Oh, I actually, I didn't think I'd seen it, but I did watch it and I had. It was uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yep. Um, I didn't think I'd seen it, but I put it on and kind of worked out that I'd, I'd either seen parts of it or seen it in a very broken up state. Well, I saw, it, I saw it at school. We saw it at school yeah. in English. It was like... <laughs> My, or mine those... was... I did Shawshank uh, yep. in like four broken up lessons and I remember just being devastated that that was how I saw it. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. One of, um, one of the best movies of all time. But yeah. No, awesome. Thanks so much, man, for doing this. I really appreciate it. I hope you had a good time. I did, mate. Definitely. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bottomless Popcorn. For bonus content, news, and upcoming guests, follow us on Instagram at Bottomless Popcorn Pod. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at bottomlesspopcornpod at gmail.com. And be sure to leave a review of your own favorite film wherever you listen to podcasts.